Judy Carmichael's Jazz Inspired is produced in association with Jazz Times. Singer-songwriter Mark Winkler is a happy guy and wants to spread that attitude around. He loves a good ballad, but entertaining with a sense of fun is a high priority. Mark considers himself a jazz singer in the tradition of cool sophisticates like Bobby Troop and Hoagie Carmichael, but also loves Barbara Streisand and Laura Nero. His CD, Eastern Standard Time, brings together Mark's wide musical focus and pairs him with his favorite musical partner, Cheryl Benteen. Mark and I met in Santa Monica in February 2019 to talk about it all. I'm Judy Carmichael, and this is Jazz Inspired. Here's a bit of Bobby Troop, one of Mark Winkler's favorite singers. Yesterday Things looked bright I never knew A kiss so right But here's today I'm out in the cold again Just like a sheep That's lost from his fold again Won't someone please Belong to me Find my love Mind my love Try not to be Unkind my love Just be content There is no serener place Don't be so bent In finding the greener place Won't someone please Belong to me Fool am I You'd think someday I'd learn For fools like I The tables never turn But I'm not wise I'm always taken by surprise Surprise I had my first hit. Well, it wasn't a hit, but it was a, a big song for me in 1977. Liza Minnelli recorded my my song "Tropical I'd say that's Nights." That's a hit. Yeah. All right. It was so the title of her album, "Tropical Nights." Yes. Continue. And uh, it was a fun song. It was a little shuffle, and it was a good timey tune. And for some reason, it, it stuck in my mind that wow, I ha- I didn't have a hit with one of my big ballads. You know, when you're a songwriter, you always love your you know, your big dramatic ballads. I had it with a really fun, good timey tune. And through the years, I've, I've enjoyed it because a lot of people don't. There are songwriters who are all dark, you know, and they write about the, you know, like Joni Mitchell, I don't think you'd call her a uh, fun time gal. gal. Or Laura Nero, <laughs> like, uh, you know, uh, what's, you know, I don't think you, Eli and the 13th Confession isn't fun. Although she does sweet blindness. That's true. Laura Nero. But, uh, I, I sort of like fun tunes and uh, people like Dave Frischberg, you know, do fun tunes and Bob Duro.
A little taste might hit the spot A little taste might help a lot It may be nice and maybe not In my condition, this is a risky proposition A little taste might pave the way It has been known to save the day One little taste might be okay It's a sedation Good for a sticky situation Why not spare myself a little pain It wouldn't hurt Why lock my appetite out in the rain Without a shirt Self-denial's all that great Wasn't me Cause I found It often pays to dissipate One little taste could make a whole lot of difference A favorite of my guest, Mark Winkler, on his song, A Little Taste. I'm Judy Carmichael, and this is Jazz Inspired. I'm glad you brought up ballads, Mm -hmm. because I get to ask you something. Okay. I'm curious what your take is on that, in terms of singing ballads. If you're doing a a small setting, because you do everything, you do the big concert performing arts centers and right into something like a cabaret setting where people can see you. Does that change for you in terms of what tunes you're presenting? I'm curious. Okay. Well, you know, there's the the big adage, which is you've got to earn your ballads. Mm. So when I put together a set, I never put in too many ballads because ballads to me are very precious. So I, that's a good piece of advice. You've got to earn your. That. You have to earn your ballads and say what you mean exactly. With it that. means that most when you're live, energy is very important. The energy of the concert, the energy of the room, the momentum you're on, and a ballad will stop it. So if if you stop it, 
and you're going to do it in a ballad, you've got to have a really good reason to stop it. Something that means something to you and is very important. And the other great thing that was set to me is by Andrea Marcovici. I went to a master class of hers, and she said, in every sad ballad, there's humor, and in every humorous song, there's sadness. And she said, never hit, hit me over the head with how sad the song is. She said, always find some humor in it. And I thought that was great. Sometimes I think of the lovers I've missed The nights of adventure Lips left unkissed And I sigh and I wonder If only I had wandered And then I look at you And I smile to myself Cause I know I chose the moon I left the stars behind I chose the moon But you know I don't mind Cause when the moon shines It shines through your eyes so warm, so wise the moon Sometimes I think of the day that we met Our first conversation I didn't expect that your gaze would be so steady My heart would be so ready That when I looked at you I would know in my heart what to do I chose the moon I left the stars behind I chose the moon And you know I don't mind Cause when the moon shines It shines through your eyes So warm, so warm Think of what could be Of a different road A different life Different you and me I guess I'm like The wild, wild sea Who needs a moon above To guide me With your sweet and gentle Sentimental love I chose the moon I chose the moon And you know I don't mind Cause when the moon shines It shines through you so warm, 
so wise the moon so warm so wide the I wrote I Chose the Moon, the lyric, uh, about four years ago. And I wrote it to um, give as a 34th present for my husband at the time. And uh, we'd been together 34 years. And uh, I wrote the lyric first. And then a wonderful uh, writer named Bill Cantos put music to it. And I remember vividly giving it to my husband. And, and uh, he just loved it. It was, it was just, it's really, it's really a lovely lyric and it, it means a lot to me. So I recorded it on my album and I, I do it live a lot and it goes over. People really relate to it because it's a very honest song about being in a long-term relationship. You know, a lot of songs, love songs are about the beginning of love or the end of love, but there's not a lot of songs about being in love for a long period of time. And I, and I say in the song, basically, sometimes I wonder what it would be like to be with somebody else. You know, sometimes I wonder, you know, hey, you know, maybe I could, you know, what, what other choices did I have? But, you know, when I really think about it, I realize I made the right choice. Mm. And I got, I may have left some of the stars behind, but I chose the moon. Mm. So, you know, it has, it has a little bit of humor. It has a little bit. It's not all like, oh, you're fantastic. You're wonderful. It has that. Mm. So I, I've been singing it a lot, and I always tell the story about my husband and everything. And I was in Tucson, Arizona in December, and it looked like, you know, it was a very a senior crowd. It was very white. And I got nervous. I thought, am I going to come out to this crowd and tell them about my husband? Mm. And... I thought about it. I was taking a walk that day and I said, no, of course I'm going to. Because I believe through the years, I thought the more honest I am with my audience, the better it seems to be going for me. And I, I talked about it and they applauded. They really loved it. That's and I thought, chance, isn't that yeah. nice? And one guy came up to me afterwards and he said, uh, that was really brave what you did. And I said, oh, really? I didn't even know, bra you know bravery had anything to do with it. But um, so it's nice little moments like that that I'll remember anyway. Why well, ask for the stars when we have the moon? You got it. <laughs> and he was the moon, this guy. He was a great guy. Oh, that's great. Another old movie fan. I could say that I, to I, you. Yes, so. of course. Now Voyager. <laughs> you were influenced by movies. Mm -hmm. You loved old movies. Talk about that. My mother was a singer, and she sang uh, on board ships that uh, went to Panama and Hawaii. And she, you know, like many women of that era, she gave up her career for, for children and a husband. But she never really gave up show business. And we would be watching old movies in the middle of the night because my mom was a night owl. And I would join her, you know. And she would be telling me stories. You know, she knew some people, you know. And she would tell me stories. And then when Alice Faye would sing or Lena Horne would sing, she'd say, oh, that's not good. She's showboating, which meant that she's 
being too dramatic with the song. Or she'd say, she's making faces, don't make faces. So I really would get an education when I was watching these old movies. So uh, I grew up on all the MGM movies and Paramount movies and all that stuff. I loved Alice Faye. Nobody ever mentions Alice Faye. That's funny. Did your did your mom not like Alice Faye, or my, was that just an example? My mom looked like Alice Faye. Oh, did she really? So she always she had sort of a love hate relationship with Alice Faye. I liked her because um, she also had a low voice. And yeah. My my nickname in elementary school was Froggy because I had a really low voice. As, you know, people yeah. say hello, little girl, and I'd say hello. <laughs> So I was always made fun of, and I thought, and then I, I haven't thought of that in years, but then I saw that, I can't remember which one, but it was a Shirley Temple movie, and Alice Faye was in it, yes, and I that's, thought that's... she had that low voice, so I liked her for that. It's so yeah. funny what those models do for us, you know, that if you yeah. see it glamorized in a movie, we think it's okay to be that Yeah, way. it's true. Well, you know, I, I can segue back to my album with Cheryl, uh, Eastern Standard Time. I do a song in it called Rhode Island is Famous for You, which is my favorite laundry list song. And uh, I was listening to all the different versions of it on, on uh, YouTube. Before and, you recorded yeah, it? Yeah, you know, and you know, naturally I love the Blossom Deary version and uh, John Pizzarelli has a good version. But my favorite version is Alice Faye's version. I've never heard with that. With the Phil Harris Orchestra. It's on YouTube. It's just fantastic. Dee, it's nice to see Phil take an interest in the election. Maybe he'll find out a few things about our country. It's a big place and there's a lot to learn, such as... Copper comes from Arizona, peaches come from Georgia, and lobsters come from Maine. The wheat fields are the sweet fields of Nebraska, and Kansas gets bonanzas from the grain. Old whiskey comes from old Kentucky, ain't the country lucky, New Jersey gives us blue, and you, you come from Rhode Island, and little old Rhode Island is famous for you. Cotton comes from Louisiana, gophers from Montana, and spuds from Idaho. Where most beef and for roast beef seems to grow. Grand Canyons come from Colorado. Gold comes from Nevada. Yes, and divorces also do. And you, you come from Rhode Island. And little old Rhode Island is famous for you. Pencils come from Pennsylvania. They know mink where they grow mink in Wyoming. A camp chair in New Hampshire, that's for me. And did you know that Tomino? Yes. Comes from Minnesota. A coats come from Dakota. But why should you be blue? I'm Judy Carmichael, and this is Jazz Inspired. I'm talking with singer-songwriter Mark Winkler, who often teaches master classes and emphasizes the importance of keeping a high level of energy in a performance. It's all about energy. I think when you're performing, it's so different than recording. Uh, when it's live, it's all about that energy you're giving and mm. you're receiving. 
This is a great opportunity to tell people what we want to see. Because as you're saying this, I'm thinking about, I don't like to have my close friends in the front. Uh Uh-uh. Because I know them and they know me and they might be thinking, I hope she's having fun and they're, so they look serious rather than talk about what, what your ideal that person is that you want to look at in, in the audience when they make eye contact. Do you want them smiling? Do you want them? What do you want? Well, if I'm singing a sad song, I don't want them smiling. Mm-hmm. I have a really beef against singers who are singing a sad song and they're smiling. No, we know who they are. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's because they don't understand the lyrics they're singing you know i went to this blues concert and it was this girl and she you know her man had left her she had nothing but the room in her bed and she was smiling and i I turned to my friend and said wait a minute wait a minute does she even know what she's singing you know so um so i just look for the person that looks kind you know that looks like there's some people who are you know you realize they're they're there because their wife told them to come or they don't really want to be there. You can. It's it's amazing. It's it's people put on a show for you when you put on a show for them. Mm, that's nice. That's you know. Nice. And I love people. You know, not everybody. There are large groups of them I don't. But uh, I do basically like people. And you have met a man that you didn't like. I have met a man I didn't like, but not many.
Cheryl Benteen from their CD, Eastern Standard Time. I'm Judy Carmichael, and this is Jazz Inspired. I'm Judy Carmichael, and this is Jazz Inspired. Our show is made possible in part with generous support from Steinway & Sons. Additional support is provided by Jazz Times Magazine, providing entertaining and provocative coverage of the jazz scene since 1970. On the web at jazztimes.com. For a schedule of upcoming programs, visit our website at jazzinspired.com. You can listen to Jazz Inspired on all the usual podcast platforms and email us at info at jazzinspired.com or visit us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Stride Queen. Although we broadcast on NPR stations, we're an independent production not funded by NPR. We're funded primarily by your donations, so please visit jazzinspired.com to chip in. No gift is too small. And please tell your friends about Jazz Inspired and help us spread the word. I'm talking with singer-songwriter Mark Winkler. So speaking of glamour and all things glamorous and cool, which is you, my dear, talk (laughs) about the CD. I just love it. I love the cover. Don't you love the cover? It's fantastic. It's fantastic. And I say this uh, a lot to people that I get so many CDs sent to me. And I would say 1% have a fun cover. Mm-hmm. Most people are serious or trying to look serious or trying to look... Glamorous, and, sexy. Yeah. And it does the opposite. And yeah. this is very glamorous and sexy, but you're both 
well, Cheryl's laughing, and you look very debonair. Yeah. Talk about this, putting it together, what your intent was. Sure. And all of well, that. first of all, that picture is by a wonderful photographer named Mikkel Healy. Mm. I think I've done seven photo sessions with her. She's done my last five albums. Oh, wow. So she's great. She's one of these people. She's always, oh, you look fantastic. You look fabulous. You look great. That's what you need. And she takes great pictures, you know. Um, we had done an album, Cheryl and I, called West Coast Cool about five years ago. Uh, which is really what brought Cheryl and I together. So we wanted to do another record, and I thought, how about the East Coast? And one way to go would have been the bebop scene that was happening in the early 50s in New York City. But the thing that really spoke more to me was the club scene in the actually middle to late 50s in New York, you know, at the small little clubs. Uh, the Blue Note, you know, upstairs or downstairs, where, you know, Blossom Deary and Fran Landisman, Bob Duro and Tommy Wolf. That's the stuff I really loved. So Cheryl naturally loved it too. And we, um, we collaborated on our, our co- conceit was that you were, it was a rainy night in New York. It was 1958. You were there for the weekend, you know, and you, you run into a little club, you know, in, in Greenwich Village. And who's there but Blossom Deary? And she's singing this song, you know. So that's the conceit of the album. Down with love, the flowers and rice and shoes. Down with love, the root of all midnight blues. Down with things that give you that well-known pain. Take that moon and wrap it in cellophane. Down with love, let's liquidate all its friends. Moon and June and roses and rainbows ends. Down with songs that moan about night and day. Down with love, yes, take it away, away, take it away, take it away, give it back to the birds and the bees and the V and down with eyes, romantic and stupid, down with size, down with Cupid, brother, let's stuff that dove, down with love, down with love, the flowers and rice and shoes, down with love, the root of all midnight blues, down with things that give you that well-known Take that moon and wrap it in cellophane Down with love, let's liquidate all its friends Moon and June, roses and rainbows ends Down with songs that moan about night and day Down with love, yes, take it away, away Take it away, take it away Give it back to the birds and the bees and the Viennese Down with eyes, romantic and stupid Down with size, down with Cupid Brother, let's stuff that dove down with love Down, down, down with love You're a big Barbara Streisand fan mm-hmm. And so is Cheryl but Cheryl you, is But you've said this is your little secret Now tell yes. me why this is a little The Jazz secret. Police I thought that's what you meant, but I didn't want to infer incorrectly. Yes, 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 yes. I've, I've had my tangles with them because I write musicals. You know that, right? So I used to put on... I know on, everything, Mark. You know everything. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> continue, continue. Well, I don't want to scare you. <laughs> it's okay. Um, I used to put in my bio that I, you know, I have the second longest running off Broadway show in theater history. I know, I know. It's yeah. because it has to do with nudity. You got it. And uh, and, and I the used name of that musical n- is, is Naked Boys Singing. I know. What's not to like? Come on. Well, you know, they're na- yes, they are. Na- you know, what's funny is my friends go and see the show, and then they go, they were naked. And I go, wait a minute. It's called Naked 
boys singing. Well, you know, S- and you, you didn't bury the lead. I didn't they bury the lead. They should have gotten it. <laughs> <laughs> they should have. But it's been running for 19 years. It's so exciting. And so, but I don't, thank you. I don't put it on my bio anymore because when I get my jazz reviews, they'll go cabaret. You know, so I stopped and then they don't do that anymore. And so, does the cabaret label hurt you, do you think? I, I'm, I'm not cabaret. Uh, what is cabaret? I think cabaret, they don't swing. Cabaret, you know, one of the, I think when you're a jazz singer, you got to swing. I don't think cabaret people who are strict, there's some fantastic cabaret people and I love them. But they're not thinking I, I would, on two I'm, and four. No. <laughs> they're not. They're not thinking about the rhythm of it all. Mm. And they're telling a story. They're doing a lot of things that I like and I do, mm. but they also don't swing. So. so you really do think of yourself as a jazz singer? I do. I do. That's interesting. I do. I think of myself as a jazz singer-songwriter, mm. you know, through and through. Mm-hmm. I'm a, I love writing songs, and I love singing songs, and I have a great appreciation for songs. So that's how I can do that, is I love to sing really good lyrics. Out of the tree of life, I just pick me a plum. You came along and everything started to hum Still it's a real good bed The best is yet to come The best is yet to come Babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun But you ain't seen it shine Till our lips have met Wait till you see that sunshine day You ain't seen nothing yet The best is yet to come They won't it be fine The best is yet to come Come the day you're mine Come the day you're mine We've only tasted the wine. We're gonna drain the cup dry. Wait till your charms are right for these arms to surround. You think you found before, but you ain't left the ground. Wait till you're locked. My embrace. Oh, wait till I draw you near. And wait till you see that sunshine place. Ain't nothing like it here. The best is yet to come, babe. Won't it be fine? The best is yet to come. Come the day of mine.
gonna teach you to fly. We've only tasted the wine. We're gonna drain the cup dry. Wait till your charms are right for these arms to surround. Standard Time. I'm Judy Carmichael, and this is Jazz Inspired. I asked Mark how we entice more people into giving jazz a chance, since many are a bit intimidated by it. Well, I think the better, uh, the people that are better that are on the scene, and the better they are at entertaining and communicating the music to people, I think that's the I think that's the ticket. I think Miles Davis, who was fantastic, I think he really hurt in some ways uh, because, you know, they all, you know, he turned his back to the audience and he did this and that. But people always leave out that he was also a very charismatic performer. And when he ever did anything, it was, it was theatrical. So you, you have a, I remember once I went to Spazio in L.A. to see this wonderful old jazz musician. And I... Uh, and I went to see his show. And he talked between the songs to the musicians. They had inside jokes. He never looked at the audience. He never announced anything. He, he played looking, you know, looking at his guitar. And I thought, wow, this guy's not communicating. He's a fantastic player. So I think that really hurts jazz. I think when you get on stage and there's some fantastic performers now in jazz, you know, Esperanza Spaulding and uh, Gregory Porter. Uh, you know, who are great performers. I think, you know, you get up on stage, you got to you got to think of the show. Mm. I was watching some of your video on teaching and teaching yes. songwriting or lyric writing. Do you also talk to some of these people about how they present mm -hmm. the music? Yes, what I do. What do you talk about? Because you are a deep thinker. Thank and you. you've thought about this. And I've gotten, I'm on your mailing list. It's always beautiful. And a lot of people don't send out good mailings Thank and you. yours are always lovely happy i want to read them and we all get way too much stuff so it's got to stand out in a good right. way oh thank you what do you say to your students in this because i assume your students are people that hope to be professional yeah most of them are singer songwriters so i teach uh, a lyric writing class i've been doing it for 14 years at ucla uh and i always ask at the beginning of the course how many are singer songwriters and they say most it's most of the room and i I ask them, I go, okay, what's, what's the song in your set that goes over best? And most of them can't answer it. I said, okay, this is what you need to do. I said, you need to audio or videotape your next performance. And, I, and this is what I do. And it doesn't have to be a good audio tape or a videotape, but it has to be 
good enough that at the end of each song, you can literally count the number of applause you get. How long? It's usually 23 beats. And I said, there's always a song in your set that's going to get the most amount of applause. I said, that's the song you keep, and you keep it in every set. And that's a little tent pole. And so I start with that. I go, you, what you do is you thread your new tunes around the tent poles. So that's just one little trick. It's fantastic. But I'm, I'm stunned that they don't know. They don't know. You know something? You've taught, right, Judy? Yes. but It's I'm amazing what that. people don't know. <laughs> but that alone is... Amazing. That, that fa- you've, you've stopped me in my tracks. That's fascinating because I would think that would be the one thing they know is the tune every... Because if nothing else, they've got to look forward to that tune because that's one they really relax because they know it's going to work. Yeah. But, but, you know, and I say, well, and you know the tune, you know the tune that's not doing so well, give it a couple of different times, you know. But if it doesn't get a lot of applause, it's just not going to... It's not one of your tent poles. And I said, always, it's very important what your beginning song is and it's very important what your ending song is. Mm, mm. And I said, once you get a good opener, keep it. Willie Nelson has kept Whiskey River for 40 years as his opener. Isn't that interesting? So I've had like, in the last 10 years, I've had three opening songs. Oh, you're making me feel much better because I've tried using different opening songs. And for me, it's the physicality of playing. It's getting it in your body. It's getting it in my body, getting my fingers. I'm usually cold because I've been backstage. It's been at least a couple of hours since I've touched the piano because the sound check's so early. Mm-hmm. So now my hands are cold. Right. And I come out, I'm nervous. I'm getting my guys together. And I really want to start with the same tune because it's just one I can play that I don't have to think about. And you're now saying that's That's exactly thing. right. It's the tune that you could play a bomb could be dropped next to you right. and you continue playing it. Oh, that's fantastic. Thank you, teacher. Thank sure. you, doctor. I feel so <laughs> much better. I'm so glad we had this meeting. This is really helpful. Good. Well, what got you into lyric writing? I'm curious because it's a very, it's, well, lots of people think they're lyric writers, but you actually are a lyric writer. So what got you originally doing this in the beginning? Well, I, when I was in high school, I always wanted to be a singer. My mom was a singer. We sang around the piano at the house when, we, when I was a kid. I had to fight to sing because everybody in my family sang. (laughs) So literally, I didn't get to sing until I was 13 years old. I think my voice changed and everybody suddenly looked at me like, oh, you can sing. Um, So I was always a singer. When I was in high school, my Aunt Shirley, who was also a wonderful singer in the 60s, um, really liked my singing. And she also loved Barbra Streisand, so we shared it, you know. (laughs) <laughs> this whole show is going to be about I'm Barbara I'm telling you, Streisand. these secrets come out in this interview. Okay. Okay. So my Aunt Shirley said, I'm going to introduce you to this guy who's now a big arranger. He was the accordion player in my band, the Herb Silvers Band. But now he's a big um, uh, arranger in town. His name's Jimmy Haskell. And I met Jimmy, and he sort of mentored me. And uh, he just passed away a couple of years ago, but just a wonderful guy. And one day he said to me, he said, have you ever thought of writing songs? And I said, well, I write little songs. You know, I, I'd written some songs. But that night I wrote a song. That night I dreamt a song and woke up and wrote it. And that started me. But I was very bad because I went to 20th Century Fox Music Publishing with my four songs that I play on the piano. And the guy said to me, I'll never forget it, I wish I knew who this guy was because I would thank him. And he said, who do you think you are? And I said, well, I think I'm a little bit like Randy Newman. I was really into Randy Newman at the time and Jimmy Webb. And uh, he said, no, you're not. You're not good enough to be Randy Newman. 
And I, you know, just shriveled like, you know. Right. And he said, you need to take some songwriting classes. And he said, there's a school called the Sherwood Oaks Experimental College. This was the early 70s. And uh, I did. I took it with a wonderful teacher named Al Kasha, who wrote, There's Got to Be a Morning After. Mm-hmm, you know that mm-hmm. one? And uh, won an Oscar for it. And it started it all for me. That's how I started writing lyrics. Well, and you took a class. I love that you took that advice. Uh, yeah, I did. Because a lot I took of people a... would be devastated or just say, well, then I'm not going to do it. Or what does he know? You listened. Yeah. Which is very important. I was devastated and I listened. Yeah. Well. <laughs> and then I moved on. Then that's That's what right. you got to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. Things are swinging. Birds are singing. Just what do you think those bells are doing but ringing? Cause they have to ring to make this whole thing right. And you know that things are swinging all the time. If the news is, if the news is, what the blues is, what the blues is, then we'd better just take some time to smell the roses. Cause where life is, you can always find a ride. And with all these things are swinging all the time. It's as simple as a dimple. Just remember that. You can find some brand new swinging ideas underneath your hand. Silver, keep counting. Keep on counting. Deep it mountain. Keep it mountain. You find the youth in Ponce de Leon's fountain Yes, the fountain of youth for those who know the score Means that things will keep on swinging forevermore Carmichael, and this is Jazz Inspired. 
talk about this pairing because I happen to love vocal duos and there aren't as many these no. days and they used to be quite common. So were you, because you could be a fan of somebody and it isn't the right combination. Oh yeah. So talk about this working, how you put it together and the whole thing. About 10 years ago, um, a wonderful engineer named Tom McCauley called me and said, Cheryl Benteen was looking for songs for doing a record. She had a, a deal with King Records in Japan. And he said, I told her about your writing. And he said, I thought you had some good songs. And so he said, um, can you send me some songs for Cheryl? And I said, sure. Send some songs. She calls me and said, I really love this one song. And uh, can we meet for lunch? And we met for lunch and never looked back. You know, we had like a four-hour lunch. You know, we just hit, hit, you know, we just got along. It was one of those wonderful serendipitous moments. So she's fun and... We just click, and we have similar interests. Her father was a, a, a big band musician. Uh, my mom was a singer. We both love Barbara. I, I, <laughs> once again, Barbara keeps coming, Barbara up keeps in coming back. And uh, uh, we, uh, I love the Manhattan Transfer. You know, I was there at the Roxy when they when they did their first album without Cheryl. You know, Laura Massey. But I, I always love Cheryl's stuff. And uh, we just hit it. It's like a lucky accident. You know, it's like this album was so easy to do. You know, I mean, not the planning was not easy right. coming up with the proper songs. But once we got in the studio and singing, it's pretty easy. actually. And your voices are so lovely together because that's you. not always the way either. You know, you yeah. can have a similar feel, but I, I love the sound of your voices. Thank together. you. It's a lucky, wonderful. I would if I could just sing with Cheryl for the rest of my career, I'd be happy. I say this to Cheryl all the time. It sounds pretty good to me. Yeah. Hey, she's, she, you know, it's like being on the stage with a Ferrari. I feel mm. like I'm a Subaru. Yeah. Well, I'm not a Subaru anymore. Uh, maybe uh, I'm a, maybe uh, I'm a, uh, I don't know. A, a Tesla? A, a Tesla. Well, Tesla's pretty good. It is. I'm maybe a Toyota Avalon now. <laughs> anyway, she is a great performer, Cheryl. Uh, and the other wonderful thing about Cheryl Benteen is she always gets to the heart of the song. She's a wonderful storyteller. Mm. You know, some wonderful jazz singers are about the notes and the music, and she really gets into the story like uh, Ballad of the Sad Young Men when she sings uh, Lies of Handsome Men. She's really great. I believe in star signs And I believe in film romances I believe in fantasy and I believe with just one glance He's crazy for my eyes Cause I believe the lies Of handsome men I believe in witchcraft And I believe in Cinderella I believe in gypsies And I believe I cast a spell That sends him to the skies Cause I believe the lies of handsome men Somewhere in the corner of my mind I'm not a fool Completely blind But even 
Very big. Talk about it. Okay, well, when I was 18 years old, my favorite album was Eli and the 13th Confession. I literally would take it to school every day. I'd do everything. I'd eat my lunch on it. I'd roll joints on it. And uh, I decided to do a Lauren album about six years ago. And I had a hell of a time getting the right arranger. And I finally found this guy named Eli Brueggemann, who's works, uh, he's the uh, head of the music department at uh, Saturday Night Live. And he just got it, and we had a great time doing it. So here am I in the studio, and I'm doing He's a Runner. And the weirdest thing happened. I started, I suddenly realized my dad was bipolar. And one of the, what he did was he would leave every six months. He'd just leave, and he would get on a toot. You know, we'd call it a toot. And he'd always come back. It was a pattern. But he was a runner. So here am I singing this song, and I'm realizing that I'm singing this song to my mother, consoling her, who she's long past. And it's about my father, who's long past, who was a runner. And it was so heavy, I had to, like, leave the studio. And I'm pretty professional. I said, i got to take a minute. Because, you know, the impact of it. So what I realized, and I didn't get it until I did the process of the whole album, is the reason I love Lauren Nero is because she was making music that was all about my life at the time. Mm. You know, and it's probably the same with you. Because when you're, what were we, we were, I was 18, 17, everything's dramatic. Everything has lots of tempo changes. Everything gets very high and dramatic. And that was the perfect music for, for what I was going through. But in addition to that, the woman is a genius, and I really think she's the best. been so much fun and we've been trying to get together for at least 30 years <laughs> <laughs> since alice Fay. i think so oh, I, I know think so it was at that shirley temple festival i think that we first met wasn't yeah well, it? yeah yeah it was alice phil harris and shirley temple exactly <laughs> i'm 
love it. I'm a big fan. Thank you oh, for doing thank this. You. I love the new CD. Everything you're doing, it's just great. I'm looking forward to seeing you in person, seeing you in action. Me too. Sometimes. Ditto. Sometimes. Ditto. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Judy. You've been listening to my conversation with Mark Winkler. I hope you'll join me here next time when I talk with another celebrated creative person about how jazz has inspired their life and work. I'm Judy Carmichael, the host and producer of Jazz Inspired. My production engineer is Curtis Heidolf. You can listen to Jazz Inspired on all the usual podcast platforms or at jazzinspired.com. Our opening music was Airmail Special, and the mid-break music is a smooth one, from my CD, High on Fats and Other Stuff. The closing music is Old Fashioned Love, from my CD Trio. I'm on piano with Mike Hashem on sax, and Chris Flory on guitar. Judy Carmichael's Jazz Inspired is made possible with generous support from our listeners, and from Steinway and Sons, and Jazz Times. For a schedule of upcoming programs, to sign up for our email newsletter, or to find out how you can personally support Jazz Inspired, visit our website at jazzinspired.com. You can email us at info at jazzinspired.com or visit us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Stride Queen. For more information, visit judycarmichael.com or jazzinspired.com.